today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Borrowed, taken, looted, plundered, stolen. All terms used for years now as ongoing public battles continue over who rightly owns precious historical artefacts. And here in Ireland, there's an ongoing dispute over one culturally sensitive historical object as the South African descendants of Chief Makoma 150 years ago say his warrior stick is stored in Collins Barracks and they want it returned home. And as calls are growing internationally for investigations into these issues, the Iraq this here has set up a new committee to explore the area. Well, Evan O'Rourke has been finding out more about the work that lies ahead for it. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, Claire. So we saw the story last year. Trinity College returned a collection of skulls to the community at Inishboffin. And that was an example of the growing awareness around the provenance of historical objects. Yeah, we saw that Trinity College returning that set of skulls after the community on Inishboffin had really advocated, you know, for their return. And in that case, they'd been taken uh, more than a century ago without the community's consent as such. But it's just one example of the kind of work that's being done in this area. And talking to everybody in all these conversations, Claire, it becomes clear very quickly. It's very complex. It's very multi-layered kind of work. But there has been that growing awareness for years about the need to do this work. But let's start with kind of trying to work out like what is a historically cultural sensitive artefact? And to start, I went to talk to the history professor Jane Olmar from Trinity, who's written extensively on these issues. Her latest book indeed is called Making Empire. But here she explains more, starting with explaining why these objects matter. Oh my goodness, it's the symbolism attached to objects. It's hugely, hugely powerful. It's really sensitive and it's a hugely complicated issue because the first thing is establishing the provenance and whether or not, you know, a person, a country, an institution has a right to have it back in the first place. So all of that, sometimes it's sending it back to what? And some of these objects are very fragile, they're very precious, require maybe special conditions if they are going to survive at all. So none of this is is straightforward and it is a dialogue, it's a conversation But you can't even begin the conversation until you fully understand what we're talking about. And I think in Ireland, we are coming to this conversation relatively late. You know, most of our cultural institutions, our museums, our galleries, our libraries, it's only really now that they're actually beginning to do the inventories that give them that knowledge about uh, individual items or objects or artefacts. So until that inventory is complete, and that'll take years, we aren't really in a position to do very much at all, Evelyn. But it's very important to have the conversation. And obviously, this is the beginning of a conversation. But there's no quick fixes here. It's a long game. And as an academic and historian who's dealing, you know, with the younger generations coming through, is it more alive as a topic now, do you think? Is there a growing awareness, do you think? Oh, completely, Evelyn. Where there's a growing awareness, particularly as around Black Lives Matter, statues must fall, these wider conversations to which the repatriation and the restitution of objects is very much part of that conversation. The Trinity students started to lobby for the denaming of the Barclay Library because the bishop had been a, a owner of slaves. You know, it was a two-year campaign. Obviously, there was a lot of research done on the part of the college, but that decision to rename the library 
Library uh, happened last spring. So that impetus came primarily from the students. That's Jane Olmeyer. Now, concerns have been raised about objects, collections here in Ireland. And as I said, this new rock, this committee has been set up to tackle the issues. Yes, indeed. Early, this is going on for a while, but early in 2022, the calls were really growing for the establishment of an advisory committee just to help guide the government on issues relating to the restitution of historically and culturally sensitive objects. So this committee, it's under the Department of Minister Catherine Martin, just beginning its work now, really. But it's going to include drafting national guidelines on the restitution of cultural heritage objects that may have been illegally or unethically elicited or traded. It has 13 members, diverse range of backgrounds and experience as you'd expect. It includes members such as Dr Philomena Mullen, who's the Professor of Black Studies at Trinity College Dublin. And the chair is Sir Donald Deeney, who's an expert in this area, is also a member of the Court of Arbitration for Art at The Hague. But one of the members also of this committee is the chair of the Heritage Council, Ms Virginia Tehan, and here she outlines the background to it all. Since then, internationally, museum professionals have looked at guidelines to support claimant communities and museum professionals to deal with these really thorny issues of ownership, of display, our own history, our heritage, our patrimony, its context, how it connects with communities and people. And sometimes that means a re-examination of the ownership history of items, how they arrived in particular institutions and how their uh, final destination sometimes needs to be addressed. And it is time for the museum community and those who govern museum practice to look at how can we develop frameworks of best practice based upon dialogue, fairness and professional standards to ensure that there are satisfactory outcomes for everybody involved in this complicated discussion. Have you any time frame at this point? I know you've just started, but you always have to ask these questions. You know, what is the goal? Or is this just going to be ongoing work from the committee? We would like to see uh, guidelines developed within the next 18 months to two years. That's a fairly tight time frame. We will report back to the Minister on how work is progressing. But the committee members are keen to get going. Oh yes, the committee has a, a plan for the next year to progress with surveying collections extant in Ireland and then to look at best practice internationally and see how they can be applied. There are legal issues as well, of course. We're very lucky in that we have a member of the High Court as well sitting on the committee. So there's a great mix on the committee, but we have a clear mandate of work. We'd like to progress with the development of the guidelines. We're not arbitrating on individual issues. That's not our role. Our role is exclusively to provide support to the government and to the minister in developing a consistent code of practice for this issue. So that's the committee. They have a lot of work to be getting on with, but here's where it gets really interesting. So tell us about the work of the writer Nandi Jola, Mm -hmm. the two princesses you met and the warrior stick that they're interested in. Yeah, Nandi Jola is a South African writer and storyteller, Claire. She came to Ireland over 20 years ago, but she's a real advocate for this work. And one example that she is highlighting is the case of Chief Warrior Makoma. Now, you'll hear it pronounced far more elegantly in a few minutes, but he fought against British rule in the 19th century in South Africa. And when curating an exhibition to mark the 150th anniversary of his death, she says that her research leads her to believe that his cane or his stick, his chief stick, is currently stored in the National Museum of Ireland Collins Barracks. So she invited two of his descendants, two African princesses, to Dublin recently. She's written a play about it all and they are all calling on the museum to talk to them to facilitate possibly the return home of his stick. So here Nandi Jola tells me more about her research work and then you'll hear the voices of the princesses as they talk to me in their native tongue but we include 
understand the translation. I discovered through research that there is a cane or a stick that belongs to Makoma and they have to understand how painful that is. It's obvious that somebody snatched the stick out of him as soon as his breath left him. And in our culture, you have to give the belongings to the family when somebody passes. So they have to understand that this is not an object. These are things with souls. I presume the family would like to return the cane home. Absolutely. I asked Minister Martin and the committee to look at it as a matter of priority. They have responded to say that they will have a, a look at it because I have you know, now brought it to their attention. And what do you think about the situation? I work with museums and my take is that we as black people are not in the story. So repatriations and restitutions are always my agenda. I think where I am now is I have made them aware because I didn't want to make it hostile, but I wanted them an education journey. So by the end of it, they understand exactly what this means culturally, the trauma that it has caused and how healing it would be for that king to return back. It shows that Makoma is not dead, he's alive, he's in spirit. What are the hopes around the cane? He's not fighting, by the way. You know, he comes in peace, and so she has hope. He's drawn us here so that we can see it, and having seen it, he wants us to take it home. Right, so there are the two African princesses who are descendants of Chief Makoma. And you've been in touch with the team at the museum at Collins Barracks. And what have they said? Yeah, they're great. They told us, they gave us a statement in response to the questions we put to them. They pointed out that their director of the National Museum of Ireland is a member of that expert advisory committee that we've just been discussing. And they say, and I thought this was very interesting, actually. They say that like many museums with their origins in the 19th century, the National Museum of Ireland has legacy collections that do not reflect contemporary collecting practices or ethics and they added that work is underway to address this and again they said that the repatriation of restitution of objects within is an important element of an overall process of decolonisation. Again a phrase, a rich phrase there. They say they've over 15,000 objects in their collections and they're going to be addressing them on a case by case basis but in case in relation to this specific case with Nandi Jola, they said that it was an honour to meet the princesses and they look forward to engaging with them further about the warrior stick to ensure that appropriate due diligence is carried out at their request. So No firm answer yet, but it's looking hopeful for the two princesses that they might get that. The dialogue, the conversation is there. That's certainly what they're getting from this. Now, there's a lot of work involved in all of this in the round and it's a complex job and it's going to be very time consuming, Evelyn. And it's going to take resources, Claire. That is the big thing people keep talking about. It needs funding. I mean, to research the objects, you get a sense of the amount of work that's been involved. It's expensive and the people involved are really keen to do it, but they need to secure additional funding to carry out the work. So here to end, we're going to end with Virginia Tien and then Professor Jane Olmar tells us a little bit more. Well, it varies from country to country. In Ireland, the Heritage Council operates the Museum Standards Programme of Ireland, which really is a quality system to support museums, both the large national museums and the smaller private museums, to reach a particular standard of practice. So it's practical. It gives guidelines. It gives you a route through all this kind of area. Yeah, this is really around professional practice to ensure that there's a standard and consistency. And it's not only around those managing museums, it's also around the claimant community and how they can address issues which are complex and sometimes can be controversial and how there can be a fair, legal and consistent approach 
to dealing with what is an important but complicated matter. So you've got the complexities of identifying it and figuring out the provenance and then you've got all the legalities, especially when you're transferring it across borders and often will involve diplomatic relations between countries. Take something like the Kunor Diamond, which the Indian government claimed that was stolen from India by the British and they want it back. Or the Elgin Marbles, you know, these are hugely sensitive uh, diplomatic discussions. And they've gone on and on and on. For decades. And I suspect, Evelyn, we'll continue to to rumble on because obviously people don't want to give them back. Although I think things are changing. I noticed uh, last week the Victoria and Albert Museum in London were giving back some really precious materials to uh, West Africa that had been plundered in the 19th century. They're saying, well, we're actually we're loaning them back. It's a long term loan. Now, that's obviously a way around some of these legalities. The Crawford Gallery gave back some of Ben and Bronze's. And these are very important, you know, 16th, 17th century royal and spiritual artefacts. You know, there are ways of doing it and we are seeing good practice. But until, as I say, you know what you've got and then you've got guidelines about what to do, it's just something that will not happen quickly. It's sensitive and it's complex, but it'll mm. be fascinating to see what the expert committee comes up with when they, when they get to the end of their work. Evelyn, thank you very much for bringing us that report. Coming up next, the former Scotland Yard detective, Peter Blair on the manhunt for the attacker who threw a chemical substance at a woman and two children in London. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.